So if I recorded something that was a really from the heart story that was designed to help people, a specific type of person, and I know where they are, I can send that person a message and say, hey, you don't know me, but... Success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. peeps this is michelle nillick and i'm super glad that you're here with us today because i am here with my most amazing guest toby goodman toby thank you so much for being here with us today thank you give us five thousand foot view of who you are and what you love to do now he gets quiet what do i love to do <laughs> oh i like to um i like to hang out with my kids i like to make them laugh uh, I like to play music, and um, occasionally, um, I like to run a business and uh, work with my lovely clients, um, who are wonderful people, mostly wonderful experts in what they do, in a very world-class way. I work with some amazing people, and I use the medium of podcasting, as it happens to help them do that. What I also like doing is telling my eight-year-old child not to play football against my office. So give me one second. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know peeps, last time I did a <laughs> recording with Toby, his kid was playing soccer up against the umbrella in <laughs> the patio table <laughs> and the umbrella is swinging and smacking the windows and I was killing myself laughing. So uh, oh, apparently it's <laughs> not learned from the last time. <laughs> it is, to be fair, to be fair, it is five past seven on a Friday night and they've just finished school today. So, um, you know, like, that's how it is. Oh, anyway, yeah. yeah, so um, so that was, I mean, not a great answer, was it? But that's who, you know, that's who I am. That's what I like to do. It's Friday night. And, uh, yeah. And he's like, you're stopping me from having a beer. Why are we here? Yeah, oh, it's okay. all good. All good, baby. So when it comes to podcasting, how did you get into podcasting as a thing and teaching people about it? Oh, well, now you're asking the questions. So for a long time, I played music for a living for like over 20 years, and I still do it. I'm quite lucky. Um, but there was a time when we knew we were going to start a family, and I didn't want to be on a West End show, which is our equivalent to an American Broadway show, I guess. Um, and so I quit. Everyone thought I was mad. And I started to help another friend, James, with like a high scale party band and we're talking massive events for prince and princesses in the middle east big um sort of end of year parties for banks in the city those kind of gigs so this this band's like i don't know 20 30 grand a night to hire and i was like that's cool you know so i get to sort of start to learn about business and still do the music thing and for about a year, we were flavor of the month. We were making a ton of bookings. It was great. And then, you know, I guess more bands came out and they didn't. We had you last year and we want something new. All of that stuff happened. And I'd been really loving podcasting. This is like nine years ago. So I was listening to podcasting to, you know, self-development, relax, everything like that. And so we decided to start this podcast. And the podcast was what we realized was that these people were not picking up the phone when we were like, hey, we're a band. We're great. You should hire us for your uh, event. 
So instead, what we did was we phoned the same people. And this time we said, oh, we're going to start a podcast about event planners because we realized event planners and event planning, these people are in our target market. And wouldn't you know it, everyone loves the sound of their own voice. And they all said yes, straight away. And what we got really good at was we got really good at creating podcasts that were real showcases for what they did. And somewhere in that conversation, we'd say, hey, um, when it comes to hiring musicians, working with musicians, what are the challenges you come across? And they would almost universally say the following. Problem with musicians is they're late, they play too loud, and they stink. <laughs> and we would say... <laughs> like hey, physically they stink? <laughs> yeah, like they smell, you know, whatever. We're talking, to, we're talking about you know, th these, these event planners who are doing, you know, massive up, upscale, you know, royal weddings or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we would say, oh, that's totally understand that. That's why we only employ musicians that turn up on time and who play appropriate to the volume of the room that, you know, the size of the room they're playing in. And also, you know, wash. <laughs> <laughs> and um, And what we found that happened was, they um they started staying on after the after the official recording and saying oh like we've got this event in dubai next week or in paris in a couple of months would you are you, are you available like would it be okay <laughs> we're like well this is the turn up for the books and what we realized was it was because we'd given them a what uh let's say on this podcast we would we would call we'd given them a good listening to and that worked really really well so we got to understand them they felt heard and then they they trusted us with their you know multi-million dollar events which was awesome so that's the first time i used podcasting to grow a business and since then i've used i've developed that and i wrote a book called narrow podcasting uh and there's a there's a course and all of that and i now run a production company and i've used a refined version of that method that i just told you about um I mean, hundreds of times with different clients to help them try and work out the position of their podcast and also how to use it. Because, of course, one of the other things that happens with podcasters is, as you know, because you're a podcaster, is that there's kind of a lot of busyness around booking the recording and you get the recording in, but there's not that much focus on the before, you know, the ask, um, and almost zero focus on the after and i th think when we spoke before you know we identified that moment that post-recording moment as what i call the post-coital pod moment because almost every single time you would say thanks for being on the show michelle um the guest would say how was it for you you know how was i did you get everything you needed and you would say yeah i can't believe how how long you lasted, how great it was. I felt really held. I felt really heard, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, and that really worked. And that's one, that's one touch point, again, if you'll excuse the expression. And there are so many other points along the track and follow-up moments post-pod that you can keep in touch with your guests. And I think the whole of podcasting, and the messaging around podcasting is about growing your show, getting more listeners and all of that stuff. And it's fine. But I think for business owners who are doing running small businesses, 25 million and under, it's not really about getting out there. It's about getting in there with the right people and using a different podcast strategy. I'm not saying, you know, listeners are a bad thing, but, you know, you actually know who your guests are <laughs> so so let's start with them you know yeah i think it's very human to to put something out on the internet because it doesn't matter if someone you don't know says something you don't like <laughs> whereas actually you know really focusing on the relationships and, and thinking about the people you really care about and you genuinely want a connection with that's where um that's where the meaning is and also that's where the money is frankly most of the time because these people are they might not be clients by the way but they are possibly if you get this right hang they hang around your target market right so they can be powerful referrers and they can also be 
joint venture partners too. So that's my that's my position. How does that sound? Position. I'm trying to. I'm trying well, to get I'm, se- I'm trying to get sexy stuff in here as much as I can, Michelle. <laughs> I understand. I understand the uh, the theme. So we'll excellent. get there. Well, and I do think that people, when they initially get into podcasting, it's very much a wham bam, thank you, ma'am, and and it feels that way. <laughs> it's like, well, but um, mm. okay, <laughs> and I think that people don't really understand how to be polyamorous at the best of times, but they don't even know how to do it in business which I think is a huge skill set to have that it's okay to love a lot of people at the same time. And it really mm. is about creating those relationships. And how do you do that without, you know, making somebody jealous and, or, you know, neglecting somebody? What's, right. what, what are some of the secrets that you have for, you know, you mentioned the touch points and I think a lot of people are lacking them. They're just going straight mm. for the good stuff. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's back up the bus we need a little foreplay here and right. uh and being able to understand what those are so let's let's start with that and work our way into how do you create the multiple relationships <laughs> awesome so the first thing is to while well, you can be you know polyamorous with your pod um and if you do identify as pod curious uh you can really still you don't have to interview everyone, right? There's still a lot of people out there who want to be on podcasts. And I'm not interested in those people. I'm interested in you still having some level of focus on are these people possible clients, powerful referrers, and or possible joint venture partners at some point. So that does narrow narrow things down a little bit. And then the next thing is, create invitations that are personal that actually say hey i've i've read your book or i've you know i watched your facebook live and here's one specific thing i liked about it or even a post or whatever it might be so that people feel like oh hey you you specifically have got my attention right you don't want to start an invite with um, hey, I've got a podcast. It's all about how to step into your true self and and whatever else other you know random stuff that people send each other on LinkedIn that is completely copy and paste. It's all about them. It's all about their podcast. Still, the invite needs to be about you and the value that you that person brings to the industry that they're in. Um, and again, of course, what's the reaction to that? If you get that, it's like, hey, ah. This, this is cool. This person's actually paid some attention to me. So I'm going to pay attention to them too. And we know that people people invest not just money, but time proportionate to the amount of trust we earn. So if you can send a short, and it's important that it's short because you don't want to, you know, someone sent me a war and peace, you know, on email. Like that's <laughs> not actually very respectful. You think, you, you know, it's it's a little bit like, me coming up to you in a bar and telling you my entire life story and all of the past relationships that I've had it's it's a massive turnoff like I don't really care (laughs) (laughs) so hey like you look great I love what you said about this I've got a podcast here's where you fit would love for you to be on it would love to create a conversation that you would feel proud to share right I've got some questions specifically about this so it's a gift like a really good podcast is a gift to the person you're interviewing that's that's just one <laughs> that's just one part of it but does that make sense like first of all basically target market who do you fancy and you know do they want it and do you think they might want it or do you think they know people that would be up for it and would it make them feel good like are they definitely going to come to your podcast I'm trying to get the sex in. It's Friday night. Come on. <laughs> You're doing awesome. Friday Thanks. night, we're going to go there. Uh, yeah. And it's a, it really is that, that moment where you catch each other's eyes, but you have to know enough about the other person. It's not just, I looked over and, you know, oh, hey, you're living. <laughs> You'll do. It, mm. It's being able to, kind of take a little bit more notice and go, you know, is there actually something that I do like about that person that I want to be able to create that relationship with? 
And I think the bar analogy is perfect for it. It's also a matter of um, in understanding that it, there's a tactic of looking at the website and going, hey, I read a bit of your book. I would listen to some of your podcasts. But the people that I've interviewed and been interviewed by in the podcast world, if I delved into their information, my business would be like rock star. Like the amount of information and the amount of content that's available there is when you actually are interested in and go, wow, I actually took time to read it and I implemented it and this is fantastic. You start to realize that this isn't just, you know, it's not just go out and find somebody a one night stand. It's knowing that they're out there to build your business and that you have a lot to offer in building their business potentially or their audience's businesses. Right. And when you find those connections, it, it is a sweet spot. The sweet spot and that sweet spot makes them come. Mm. Over and over again. We like multiple over and over again. <laughs> on, on your podcast. Yeah. And they share it multiple times. So it becomes a multiple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, is that good? Yeah, this Pod is great. Let's call it a podgasm. <laughs> there you go. We want to podgasm all over the place. So give me an example of some of the people that you've worked with, a Cinderella story, if you will. Oh, well, as you can see, I'm wearing very Cinderella-esque clothing. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you about an incredible lady um, who's, I, can't, I honestly can't believe it. I worked with her, a lady called Kathy Sullivan. Uh, she was the first American woman to walk in space. She still advises uh, the president of the US today on science environment as part of the PCAST board. She's she's the only woman to have walked, only person, sorry, I should say, to have walked in space and been to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. So she's like top 1% of the 1%. She's put Hubble in space, like it's like ridiculous levels of talent so she's not exactly anyone's typical client because she's she's a proper like american hero but she has a podcast called kathy sullivan explores and it and for her it's been a way of um telling stories of leadership and exploring you know other ways of um ha helping other people get into stem especially young women remembering that she joined nasa when women made the coffee right you know and, and she managed to do that so she's obviously a legend and her her kind of motivation was to you know be able to connect with people across the world in a way that she couldn't do because people like that get invited to speak at um exclusive you know events in switzerland for for six six or seven figures all the time but that doesn't actually help anyone apart from um yeah I mean, it's great to make money and all of that but but you know so she wanted to do more so she's created this podcast and i've worked with her to create kathy sullivan explores and it's you know, i'm genuinely proud of it it's a it's brilliant they're brilliant conversations and some of the things i've discovered about her um like she really values creativity like even though she's a scientist she's really like look you know at some point and i was speaking with her earlier about this you know it was in the 20s someone had an idea to put a telescope in space which was ludicrous at the time so she really values creativity um and she's you know the teaching and the interviews and the wide range of guests all of that stuff is incredible so that for me obviously is a highlight to be able to spend you know an hour or so uh, and sometimes more a week with this woman who is just a remarkable human being for me is amazing and the other thing but the other thing that's happening and the thing that I'm not going to talk about too much, but because of the system and because of the profitable pod method, you know, she's not looking for clients, but what's happening on the back end of that podcast is she's created a community. She's created a community of people who all have at least one thing in common, and that is being on her show, which is the same for all of my clients. And you can imagine someone who is that brilliant as honestly all my clients were amazing because why because i'm good at selecting people that you know i can help and that are good at what they do like that's part of the the red velvet rope policy of, of who i work with right i just i can't help everyone right but the thing that's happening uh, without going into too much detail is 
the opportunities for not only doing good but but for making money not all of these things are you know she doesn't necessarily follow up on all of these things but because she's creating such a remarkable podcast and a community and she's still we're still keeping that community um alive by you know a specific system that i've designed there are there are so many opportunities that are coming in from that and they have got that's none of the listeners business that's none of you know my business but but when you work that system properly and you start networking your guests together with with intention not just like you've been on the show you've been on the show there you go you know that's a terrible thing but when you look at someone who's been on episode three and you haven't been in touch with them for a few weeks uh, or, or months and someone on episode 25 and you're like huh i wonder if they know each other like let's spend some time networking my guests together i love that idea yeah that is so, awesome. so that is where you know it, this doesn't have to be an outward marketing thing to to the people who listen to the show that's great you know the the, the listeners are served on one level but where real business and connections are made, uh, like I say, is on, if you'll excuse the expression, the the back end, <laughs> which is the follow up. Right. So always, you know, always making sure people experience a high level of pleasurable pod. I love that. And I don't think people really understand how important the back end is in a lot of senses in that the follow-up in the the tech of things, in the the social media of things, like all the things that happen after the recording is over mm. is the bulk of what's going on. Right. We got a big back end going on. Yeah, big, <laughs> we got big booty. Big podcast booty. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. So that so that um, you know, she she's just one person. And the reason why I mention her is obviously A, I'm just super stoked that that um she's i'm in her room and she's in mine but also that that um she's someone that you will have heard of potentially or you can look up and go oh yeah there she is whereas so many mother uh, so many of my other clients are massive you know technical experts they're therapists they're political advisors they're doctors they're not famous people but they're very very good at what they do they take you know expert care uh, of their clients and i help them also take expert care of their of their podcast guests so so that that's part of it so normally for the people i'm working with it kind of comes naturally to them anyway and they're thankfully really surprised at how easy and normal it is to create a podcast that feels like a normal client interaction or a personal interaction um and the other thing that i will just say because we're speaking about Kathy and we're speaking about someone who is uh until until I started working with her used to being interviewed a lot right on you know all over the world that's what happens when you're an astronaut of course the other thing that I've worked with her a lot on is how to be an interviewer not an interviewee right so that's different you know she's she's also keen on learning learning that art of being um, she's naturally interested of course but but interviewing in itself is another skill is different to just being on a show that's I think that's super important as well and as you're interviewing me I hope you agree <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do and I'm I'm curious because well one so I'm looking up Kathy's show and I'm finding this week's episode particularly hilarious so for those of you who don't know, and this isn't make, me making shit up, this is, today oh, you'll yeah. hear about the a time the colleague and I gave a tour of the full fuselage trainer to Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York. I described the FFT, a full-size replica of the space shuttle orbiter and its features. I explained the whole potty fairy and what it's like to poop in space. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, yeah, I don't know if you can have Duchess and potty fairy in the same paragraph yeah. but clearly you can so was she did she normally have that kind of personality or were you helping her to kind of what's no, the right personality to have on a podcast and look she she's a, she's she's done enough things 
uh, and been through enough, um, you know, military training exercises and all of that stuff to like, you know, be in That's a place that you want to be, which is like, hey, I don't, I don't really give a shit anymore. Like, <laughs> I am who I am, and you know what I've done. Like, she's not like that. She's the most humble person, but she is funny, right? And right. and she's got stories like that, and she's got stories about like, oh, do you remember when? Um, do you remember when they nearly didn't let women go to space because they'd forgotten that um, that women menstruated? And like, here's how I dealt with that one. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay, cool. So like. So she's got really what I what I think we've created. And obviously there are some episodes that are like, OK, there's that's a lot of you know science, which is fine. Like because obviously, you know, she is who she is and people listen. But there is always a human element. And the, those solo shows, which is another part of, you know, what, what I'm what I'm working with all my clients to do is create guest shows, but also short shows, short solo shows. <laughs> Hello. Short. Solo How to enunciate? On a Friday, night. and I didn't even have gin. I didn't even have gin before I came in. I poured Who some, but I didn't have any. <laughs> Listen, my mother-in-law's outside, so just leave it. Um, um, so part of part of part of all the podcasts that I do, and, and Kathy's one included, is we tend to ping pong between solo shows so what we're going to call that like um i don't know you can make a masturbation joke i can't be bothered and then there's um and then there's you know guest guest shows right so um and the point about the solo shows is that people care less uh about you and spending time with you when you're talking about yourself so we make those shorter and we can make those entertaining Whereas guest shows, you know, they can be a little bit drier because two people are involved and the person who's your guest will bring people in as well. So so the solo shows are short and we're always focused on, you know, someone like that's a dream, right? Because she's got so many great stories, but also why do I care? Like that's a real important thing for her as well. Like, Why does anyone care about, oh, like, Toby, did I tell you about the time I presented George Lucas and Oscar from space? Like, no. Do you think we should do a podcast? Yeah, yes. I do. Like, are you sure? Would they? Would, would they? Yes. Yeah. But still, like, what's the lesson? Like, is that what's the give? And sometimes I'm like, no, that's just ridiculous. It's a great story. Let's go. Let's tell the story. It's it's super cool. And oh yeah, we found the YouTube footage, so you can get it on the show notes. And I'm not lying, it's there. But also. I'm like, hey, looking back at that footage, you look really like um, super straight faced. You know, like we we work for the American government. Here's your Oscar. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. And it's like, and she's like, yeah, because, you know, Facebook wasn't like we weren't media trained in the way that astronauts were media trained today. We were asked to do this thing. We showed up. We were American. <laughs> you know, we here, did have your own. Here, and it's word. like have your congratulations <laughs> sir and it's like ooh, this thing flying through the air and then like it's super cool it's really cute but it was you know it's not some you know another moment from social media this is like a thing in the 80s right in the 80s um and so yeah i think it's particularly people. funny though that even she's in her own head of oh why would why would people want to see this oh yeah because i think because yeah because because like anyone who's truly, truly brilliant at what they do is they're more focused on just being good at what they do, doing a good job, helping people and not bragging. And yet of all the people in the world, she's they should be. She's the one who's like, actually, by the way, you know, I've been to space three times. Um, so. So, yeah, anyway, but back to, you know, how this is helpful to people who aren't um, who aren't kind of superstars um who've done insane things still where i think the lesson is with this conversation and the point i'm trying to get across and just because she's fun to fun as a person to talk about but but we can do all of these things we can create short solo episodes that aren't um uh you know verbal masturbation that doesn't do anything for anyone else like we can really you know we can really help people with short solo shows, but there still has to be a utility and an intent 
to to the listener and to the people that we're trying to get in with rather than just like hey here's my bit of content here's what i think let me tell you what i think about something else it's just like no one cares and again we know we know about this with all types of copywriting and social media and yet for some reason when the red light's on and the mic's in front of your face you think you're on jay leno and you're not you are not because the way that people listen to podcasts is alone normally like over 90 percent of people listen to podcasts alone in their me time when they're away from other people and they're voyeurs and, hanging out on a conversation right. right and you're you want a genuine you want a feeling of like genuinely being with the person who's speaking i i heard a podcast yesterday of the guy who's the leader of the opposition party in uh in the uk at the moment who's a guy called keir starmer um who you know is was up against boris johnson and now as we record we're finding out if he's going to be up against our next prime minister who could be one of two people and it's the first time i've heard him speak like a human being on a podcast because he wasn't uh, you know stood on a podium lecturing he was just having a conversation and I was like ah oh, okay well I know who you are now you know do you know what I mean so the value of that because the person who he's speaking with with on this podcast was asking him you know human level questions rather than asking him to do his bit mm-hmm. and that's something that as podcasters we must guard against again going back to the very first point of who you're going to make come on your podcast right you're going to make someone come to talk about um specific things that you have on the agenda rather than hey come and do your shtick about the book you've just written that you've done on everyone else's podcast it's just like yeah it's a soundbite i know you're doing your shtick it's just a mud at the wall approach podcasting and there's so many podcasts out there like that they're just like you know what's the point well and i think people don't realize how much value you bring to the table it's not just i want to compare it to porn (laughs) you can tell when somebody just put a camera on the dresser and they're recording themselves versus Mm -hmm. when they go in and have a production it's totally different. You're presenting yourself in a totally different way. You're seeing things in a totally different way. The cameraman's there, the director's there. And granted, you know, the experience itself from a personal point of view is totally different. You may feel like you're faking it, if you will, when you're with a production crew in the bedroom, but it comes across totally different. It comes across much better. Like, for example, going back to Kathy, the the line in her this week's notes is the fairy potty in the world's only $6 million toilet with seatbelts. Now, if you asked Kathy, okay, can you tell us what's going on in, you know, in that experience, she'll probably have a very personal experience of what it's like to go to the bathroom on a spaceship. Whereas you have the ability to be able to draw out of that, what it is, those aspects of what people are looking for in that Voyager experience of being in a space shuttle going to the bathroom right like, and le- and again like let's look at like, like let's always look at the result of why you're doing this podcast first of all you've got this internal thing which is no one's business really it's about how am i going to use this podcast to you know further further what i'm what i'm trying to do in business and in life and as we know you know as i said to you before her motivation is to inspire more women to get into stem right that's that's the altruistic part of it which is cool the other part of it is, um, who am I going to send this to specifically? Right, even if it's just a solo show, are there women at college right now who are going through, who I know are going through specific situations with, um, you know, certain professors in certain departments who I can, who I can literally deploy this podcast to, because. You can publish as many podcasts as you like at this point. You know, the podcast growth is exponential. You know, good luck getting on the, you know, featured Apple, 
you know whatever whatever chart that's all fine and even if you do like is it really going to help my book's a bestseller uh, and it was guaranteed to be before it was even written i mean call that cynical <laughs> you know i mean it's just like mm, all right you know it it doesn't mean it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily convert into dollars right or or pounds if you're me so uh so there's that and then it's like well okay so if i recorded something that was a really from the heart story that was designed to help people a specific type of person and i know where they are i can send that person a message and say hey you don't know me but i created this podcast with you in mind have a listen you can even go a step further and say um i create this podcast and i spoke about you that's what i call the mentionitis strategy and as i've said so many times before because this is a bit of shtick so hands up to that but you need to be like Jeff Bezos level famous not to click on something that says hey you don't know me big fan of your book love what you said in chapter three I created a podcast because uh, you inspired me to do that I mentioned you here's the link let me know what you think love Michelle there's no way people aren't going to check that out <laughs> you know there's just no way especially if it's five minutes or ten minutes gonna check it out man and so it's up to you to create something that is beautiful to listen to, that is remarkable, that's like, oh my God, they totally get it. Or hold on a minute, uh, they're missing something. Because what happens then is they get back to you and say, loved what you said, but, and then invite themselves on your podcast, which is genius as well. Like that works, if I do say so myself, beautifully. I loved when you touched me there, but let's do it again and do it better. Touch it touch in a different place because you know i've got some more noises to make about this awesome so what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might have with their podcast or business and they're going oh my god toby i need you so bad mm, well you know people do need me but not everyone can have me uh, on every level but there are multiple points that they can receive hard pleasure from me from my book to my course to the uh, production team and also of course my special one-to-one -one, which is reserved for only the most exclusive but there are a few things so first of all there is tech there's the tech nightmare um and you know what i've worked in the best studios in the world with the most expensive mics ever and if you took those expensive mics out of those rooms that are untreated they'd sound like absolute shit like be trying to it's the same as trying to drive like a formula one car to the shops like the road is just not suited <laughs> so so there are some gear things i think it's really important to sound great but i think people get hung up on tech and that's and that's fine i think self-confidence is a big situation where people don't i don't like the sound of my voice and you know all of that stuff so there's a self-confidence thing and you know what like like maybe you are an imposter like that's fine like that that's like a therapist uh client of mine said howard said hey like here's the thing about imposter syndrome like some people are imposters <laughs> so i can't help them but if you're not if you're if you're genuinely care care about what you do that tone comes across and to remember that when it comes to this kind of confidence and imposter syndrome thing that um a podcast isn't live which is why, you know, the beginning of this conversation, I'm going to assume your team's going to edit out the bit when I had to tell my son off for kicking a ball against my office wall. But if they don't, oh, no. you know, that's on your team, right? <laughs> um, but if that matters, and I feel like, you know, the tone of this conversation and the tone of this show, I don't really care, right? And you don't really care because we're having the, the tone of conversation we're having uh, is fine. But you know if your show is is a little bit more um you know formal if you like for want of a better word then remember a podcast isn't live it can be fixed you know in the edit things can be things can be fixed um so there's tech there's self-confidence there's there's skills of of being an interviewer 
um there, there's the daily grind of finding you know the guests and all of that stuff and 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 of course that leads into you know the time the effort the energy and you know you are someone who has multiple podcasts right so you found a way even though you're running you know a significant business and you realize obviously that by having meaningful conversations every single week across a number of podcasts is something that helps first of all it pleasures you immensely uh which you know obviously which is what i'm trying to do right now but but also it grows your business and so finding the time to do that stuff and delegating the bits that you don't need to do from show notes to uploading all of that stuff if something if you're not in a position to delegate that stuff that's fine but if you work the system of putting yourself first getting in there rather than out there then your business will be in a position where you can start to afford to delegate the editing and the uploading and the show notes and all of that stuff um so yes that's is that a good answer that's a great answer because i like to say quit playing with your tech and go grow your business just let toby take care of your back end and all else will slide into place oh nice (laughs) yeah good i love it so I got to ask you, Toby, how do you get it up and keep it up in your business? Of course, we're talking about revenue, revenue and profit. Oh, well, I show up every day and uh, just like I did when I was a kid at college trying to be a drummer, I showed up and I practiced for eight hours a day until I could not only play well, but play well consistently on demand, right? Nice. Um, because that's how you get good at something you do the practice and the trick with practicing is making it enjoyable making it fun finding new ways of doing it uh, that you know keep things fresh and sometimes it's hard <laughs> like sometimes it's not enjoyable and uh and that's okay you know reading books like the dip by Seth Godin and all of that stuff, you know, like confirms that people who are remarkable at what they do always go through shit. Like no one is on this like consistent upward curve, but actually showing up and doing the reps is so important because there's stuff you have an amount in the tank. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you're not always running at full capacity and, and you know, the way that I keep things going at the moment is I have an incredible team that helped me. Because I got to the point where I could have a team, which is insane, right? I spend a lot of money on myself, on my self-development, on um, the right tools. You know, I try not to get too obsessed with like, hey, what's in your tech stack? Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got a, a telephone and a bank account, you can make money. And today we've got all of these other things so there's a there's a lot of bright shiny objects so i've got quite good at saying like okay these are the bits of tech that i use and if i go on the internet there'll be a load of other people saying oh no you don't want to oh you know those people but uh, i'm okay with that right because i reckon 95 percent of those people i make more money than they do already right they're in the business of like slagging other people's tech stacks off like what who knew what tech stack was 20 years ago so um so like showing up and doing the practice and just just basically being practicing the art of being better at what you do every day and then consistently having conversations with people and realizing that if you record them they can turn into assets that will pay you back like ridiculous like how why wouldn't you do that you know Although I wouldn't record every conversation I've had, especially <laughs> not the one, uh, the one that I just had with my father-in-law. But um, and you know, SA is it's okay. That's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, they, so they got it recorded somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there, there'll be a recording somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it. 
look, practice isn't sexy, but it's absolutely uh, critical to success, right? I, you know, I had some terrible news earlier this week that was, you know, around a business deal that that basically had, had fallen apart. And the way I reacted to it versus the way I would have reacted to it even three years ago was like, oh, man, cool. That makes room for me to make even more like with someone else or whatever like it's it it's fine it was just a it, it, it I could probably I could see it happening do you know what I mean it was just one of those things and and to be resilient you know, I don't want to turn into you know every other podcaster but you know resilience and and just getting your head down and, and grinding it out a bit is, is sometimes necessary um yeah don't put your head down whether you choose to spit or swallow is up to you thank you <laughs> depends no. how much you're paying how much you're paying <laughs> the different, different rates <laughs> different rates for that but it's, it's all cool it's all available everyone's got a price you know what i'm saying i know it so i know our listeners are going to want more from you how did they start their journey with you Oh man! Well, uh, the best the best way, honestly, is to go to narrowpodcasting dot com, uh, where you can download uh, an ultimate. In fact, hold on a minute. Hmm. I've got something for you, haven't I? Narrow Ooh, podcasting. Do you? Uh, I like present. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you go to narrowpodcasting dot com forward slash pill, right? Mm -hmm. Easy. Um, narrowpodcasting.com forward slash pill put something together for your wonderful listeners who like to give and receive good pod um, there's an ultimate um, profitable pod checklist which is just a three page document that you can grab um, that will show you where you are you know you can, you can basically do your own audit on, on where you are with your podcast whether you've started or not so there's three short pages one is you know before you start one is what you're doing now one is that follow-up that pleasurable follow-up that we talk about as well so that's all in there um and there might be something else on there depending on when you put this out <laughs> so so um that's there um and all the links on the website are there to the book um which Love is that. so whether you've yeah, erected your we'll, podcast we'll or not yeah. go take a little pill from toby and get it up yeah we don't want a flaccid podcast exactly yeah like rock solid and performing every day pumping out <laughs> pleasure awesome i love interviewing you i have to ask you at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur well first of all i gotta tell you i hate the word entrepreneur it's going <laughs> on my glasses um <laughs> i've got headphone glasses issues. why do you hate the word um, entrepreneur er, because and it's probably a British thing. I think it's probably okay for um, you know North Americans um, mm. to deal with it. But um, there's something about entrepreneur. It's probably from my mum because like you can be an entrepreneur if you're like you know you're called entrepreneurial if you go out and wash a car for a fiver when you're a ten year old, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like well that's entrepreneurial. I don't know. There's something maybe maybe in the British parlance. There's something that's a little bit seedy and a little bit opportunistic about being an entrepreneur that I don't mm -hmm. like. So maybe that it's my own shit, and I'll you know hands up. But in terms of hey, some people don't like being called a slut. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, like what well, I'm totally <laughs> completely fine with being a slut. So, um, but but what I but the reason the reason that I like rowing my own boat, which I'm more comfortable with is that I'm a terrible employee <laughs> and I've never had a job. Right. So as a musician, yeah, I, I, in a position where I'm an, an in, you know, in demand to a certain extent, freelancer, right. I managed mm -hmm. to pay a mortgage and all of that stuff. So it was a freelancer. So of course I was answering to people, but I got to the point where just just because of the way that being a freelance musician works is you get a reputation as being uh, being good and you show up and you do a gig. And it's normally, you know, a couple of hours or a session is a couple of hours. And if it's a tour, you know, I think the longest tour I've ever been on is like a year. 
so let's say i've had a job for a year but even then i would be subbing it out to someone else to go and keep my hand in on a few other gigs to make sure that when that tour stopped i would still be like oh yeah he's around you know because you wouldn't want to go on tour for so long so i've always behaved in that way where i've had fingers in pies like making sure that i'm making money and the problem with being a drummer is that you're the you're you're never the first person to get called because you know the songwriter who's you know oh well, actually it's just going to be a, a piano and vocal tour it's like ah oh. or like uh you know it's it's a trio or you know it, there's not many you know there's like two or three drummers you can think of that are that go out under their own name but otherwise for the rest of us for like blue collar <laughs> drummers you're waiting for your favorite piano player in my case or you know to 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 secure the west end show that means they can get the guys in that they want and that happened you know a lot but then sometimes it didn't happen because you know and that's that's got something to do with a piano two piano players somewhere and one of them's a better drinker than the other and the better drinker got the contracts like my career is like hanging on how good a drinker someone else is like literally <laughs> so and when you yeah. know you want to start a family it's like okay well i want to take i want to take control of it and if if business doesn't come in that's on me that's my that's the buck stops with me and uh you know that that's that's not always being i mean it was always fine but it just felt a little bit edgy and also you know the going rates of being a musician aren't frankly um even at the highest possible end anywhere near as as good as they should be and that's a shame mm. and i can't change that i can't change what people pay for for what i did so i found a way of leveraging how to help some of the best you know best best known people in the world perform on stage in the moment it matters into coaching people and consulting with people in business and obviously using podcasting to do that as well so that's your answer was that what you were looking for <laughs> that's an awesome answer i love it and we're going to have to you know wait and get the down and dirty on you another day because oh. we are running out of time and i'm so sad for that but i'd like to thank you for your time immensely it has been absolutely awesome and i know how valuable your time is any last words for our peeps yeah i mean you're great thanks very much for having me and uh narrowpodcasting.com forward slash pill is uh, is the last word thank you thank you peeps this is michelle nedlock your mistress in business thank you for being here today be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that i can help you get it up when you need me because i love having you here Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.